coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I am here with the Doc. Bang, and we're doing Pitmaster and the Doc. It's a podcast. On Christmas Eve. On Christmas, that's how dedicated we are to you guys. We're doing this on Christmas Eve. We're going to talk about uh, the UFC uh, South Korea. Um, it wasn't really a, it was a good card, but it didn't have a lot of like, like um, star studded. It wasn't really a star studded fight, uh, except for the main event, Frankie Edgar versus the Korean Zombie. Um, and did a Vulcan fight against Alexander uh, Rakic. Raykick? Raysick, or whatever. Anyway. Um, and the, the Korean uh, Wonder Boy fought, right? Or is that, what is it? He's a boy. Super Boy. Super Boy. He looks he like a Super Boy. He does. But let's talk about it. Let's start with the Frankie Edgar fight. First of all, the fight was taken on a short notice, like really short notice, uh, because uh, Korean Zombie was going to fight uh, Brian Ortega. Um, so that's, that's a whole different fight for a super, uh, for a Korean zombie. So I don't know who was, uh, who had the advantage of the last minute. I guess it, it, it depends if, uh, if, uh, Frankie Edgar trains on his off time. Like with, if he doesn't have a fight scheduled, uh, and, and most UFC guys don't once you, you get that high, the lower guys always be training. Okay. Always be training. ABT. Always be training. Because you never know. If you're on the lower card, you fight for uh, any of the smaller shows, and then all of a sudden they call you on Wednesday and they said, oh, we had, uh, you know, Brian Ortega pulled out. Can you fight, uh, uh, can you fight the Korean Zombie? Uh, you better be ready when the UFC calls. Because if you say, nah, I haven't been training, they will probably never call again. But if they do call and you're ready, right, and then all of a sudden you win a, a last-minute fight, the UFC looks very highly on that, and so does everyone else. But the UFC does. You scored a lot of a lot of points with Dana. If you come in as a last-minute replacement and you end up winning, even if you lose and you put up a real good fight, Dana remembers that shit. So you should always be training. If you're coming up as an MMA fighter. Because you never know when you're going to get that call for the big leagues. Okay. Now with that said. Um, most of the guys that have made it that far. Aren't always training. Because they, they did that. Or they paid their dues. Now they're fighting in the UFC. So they're not always training. Some guys do. Some guys don't. But not like the younger guys should. I don't know if Frank Yeager was always training or not. Because the fight ended in the first round, so it didn't really that really didn't come into play. Um, but he seems like the guy that is always training. He seems like a blue collar guy that has a serious work ethic. If you just watch him fight, his whole career he has a serious work ethic. So I have a feeling he's always always be training. That's How far out did uh, Brian Ortega drop out? Do you know? Was it a week? No, I thought it was a couple weeks. A few weeks, maybe a few weeks. Yeah, I think it was like a couple weeks. Um, but 
Sometimes that's better because it doesn't give you a whole camp to stress. It doesn't give you a whole camp to get hurt. Because during the camp, you're more likely to get hurt than not during the camp. Because you're training high, harder, more intense. You get, you're a lot, you know, there's a lot going on in your head. The nerves start playing, coming into play. And a lot of people, it makes them more susceptible to get injuries. Plus, you might be overtraining because you got a fight coming up and you get all jazzed up about the fight. Then you can overtrain. If you're just training like you always train, regular, you're still in shape, so you're just training. Then all of a sudden they say, hey, can you fight next week? Sometimes that's better than a whole camp. It really is. It depends on your in-between fight work ethic. Well, and then Brian Ortega went out. Did you hear what happened to him? No. So he tore his ACL in training. He got it. Someone got a single leg on him and got it and hiked it up, and uh, he twisted his knee. And they said it's a partially torn ACL. So he did say he doesn't need surgery, but he couldn't take this fight. It sounds like a pretty bad injury. He hurt it tear, and he was on crutches. Um, so I, I don't who did know. that. A lot of those end up being unstable and end up having further knee injuries and needing surgery. So we'll have to see. We'll have to watch Brian Ortega and see how he does trying to come back uh, early this year without surgery. I wonder who did that. The, whoever did that's in deep shit at that camp. I'm telling you right now. The second it happened, Brian Ortega probably said, "You." He probably yelled at him. Probably the coaches yelled at him. This poor guy. It was I, right around Thanksgiving, they said. I would not want to be that guy. I'd rather be the guy than Brian Ortega, but I, I had a, in fact, one of your, one of your buddies. Hang on, I'll be right back. Okay, one of one of one of his ortho guys told me once that he coached for. Uh, um, <clears throat> oh, cool. Uh, he told me that at any given time, in uh, on any any NCAA um, Division One. Or I don't know, Division One or Two, whatever team, wrestling team, that at least eighty percent of the people on the team have some type of uh, tear in their knee, whether whatever injury that might be. Um, he said that eighty percent of uh, of the team on, on on any you know college level uh, wrestling team has some type of knee injury, a tear. Your, your partner told me that. Oh, yeah? A long time ago. Well, it's pretty high. We see a lot of knee injuries in wrestlers. It's pretty common. Wow, six knee surgeries. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, the fight. Okay, so the fight, the fight happens. And um, the Korean zombie is very methodical. He doesn't do a lot of head movement. He doesn't do a lot of lateral movement. Um, and that is a very good thing for him. Sometimes, and it's a very bad thing for him sometimes. He's been caught a few times. But in this fight, he was so methodical and aggressive coming forward, he ended up uh, catching uh, Frankie, uh, I think it was a straight right or a straight left. He's a southpaw. I don't know. It was a, it was a straight hand and caught him. Frankie was, was down and, and um, he, got, he, he went to the ground. Korean zombie followed him down and... Uh, Mark Goddard did a great job because a lot of guys would have stopped it. Um, but you could tell that uh, Frankie was trying to get off the bottom and trying to intelligently, which is the key word, in intelligently defend himself. So Mark Goddard let the fight go on 
And he kept saying, you got you to gotta, you gotta get out, Frankie. You got to keep working, Frankie. And Frankie was. Mark Goddard did a great job. Frankie made it to his feet. But then, but then in the next exchange, he got caught again. And Mark Goddard could tell just by that one shot, punch, that uh, Frankie was done. You could just tell. And so he stopped it perfectly. And uh, fight was over. It didn't look like, you know, it wasn't a brutal knockout. Like, you know, I mean, any knockout is a brutal concussion. But it wasn't one of these where he's out for a long time or he fell forward. You know, one of those really dramatic ones. But he was out, you know. And, and uh, you know, what a guy, man. What a fucking workhorse he is. He's just, he's just, he's the ultimate, uh, the ultimate hardworking blue-collar stud, you know. And uh, good for a Korean zombie. You know, a Korean zombie doesn't like me, and I don't know why. It could be because uh, I wasn't really teasing him, but I was, like, talking to him about kimchi and Korean food once. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I offended him. He doesn't speak that good English. And then the next time I saw him, we were, at a, we were in a dressing room. I think Glover or somebody was fighting, and he was there. And I go, hey, what's up, Korean zombie? And he wouldn't even look at me. I say, he's pissed at me for something. But anyway, he did a great job, and... Um, I hope Frank Edgar, Edgar's fine. I don't think this means Frankie Edgar is done by any means, unless he wants to be. But but it was but he it was a you know it was a first round knockout, bing, with a right hand. That's it. What other good fights were on this card? Uh, that fight was pretty good. The the semi main, um, Volkan was just I don't know Alexander just was like. He just wasn't pulling the trigger, and, and Volcan was, and he was much more effective with everything, you know, with punches, shots, and and, uh, <clears throat> and he just looked more like he was much more an effective, uh, you know, an eff- effective, uh, it looked like he was uh, more effective, because I think, I think the other guy wanted to take it to the ground a lot. I think, I think it might have gone once, but... Uh, um, it, it just it it just looked like Vulcan was more effective with uh, with his wrestling, um, and with the striking. So it was just it was just a it was a decision, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't a uh, you know it wasn't a, a landslide. Nobody almost got knocked out. Uh, I think Vulcan was just able to land a few more punches, and and I think he did better in the clinching too. And I think that was a big thing. So there's that one. Then we got the Wonder Boy, or the Wonder... The Super Boy. Super Boy. Do who, fought, do who Choi. Yeah, he fought a guy named uh, Char- Charles, uh, <coughs> who looked really awkward. Uh, Jordan. It's that Air Jordan. Instead of Air Jordan, his nickname is Air Jordan. But anyway, um, he, he was really awkward, but really aggressive. Um, like, he looked like he was going to be. Um, but when, it, when the fight started... Uh, it looked like Wonder Boy just had his number, because Wonder Boy was catching him, and Wonder Boy hits hard. You could tell this guy was like, "Oh, not having it." Um, but then he caught he caught Wonder Boy coming in. He caught him coming in. I think it was an uppercut. He caught him coming in though. No, I think Wonder Boy is throwing an uppercut, and he threw a straight right, and just KO'd Wonder Boy, and that was not that was the a, end of round two. Yeah, the, and so the dur- the first round. I would be willing to bet that went to Wonder Boy, or one uh, Super Boy, and then the second round it, it looked like he was going towards him too, 
but he was starting to get a little aggressive and and like and like his Korean counterpart, the Korean zombie, he doesn't move his head a lot. He depends a lot on his knockout power, and he got caught with this one. He got caught coming in on, on this one. But um, I don't. These guys do like mandatory military. They have to go in the military. We are so spoiled here, guys. I don't. You know, could you imagine? And they can't go out. He can't go out and fight. He can't do this. He can't do this. The only reason he's able to fight in this card was because it was in Korea. South Korea. He wouldn't have been able to well, fight. He, he doesn't fight very frequently. No. And because he's in the army and they won't let him out. Like our guys in the army, like Kim, Tim Kennedy, he could fight as much as he wants pretty much. You know, he goes over, overseas and fucking does crazy shit. But they let him, because it's good for the military. It's good for our people. It's good for everyone. But I think they're a little stricter with that kind of stuff in South Korea. So that's the reason he doesn't fight as much. So Well, don't they have mandatory service for males in South Korea? I think they do. That's why, you know, imagine if that was here. Is <laughs> then again, they're not going all over the place, you know, doing crazy wars either. So I think when they're doing, uh, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, two years. Somebody's saying it's two years. Yeah. But... Um, it's uh, at least twenty one months of military service is mandatory, between eighteen and thirty five. <coughs> that's not that. They've been doing that since nineteen fifty seven. That's not a bad idea, guys. That's not a bad idea. Cons that is not a bad idea. People would. I t I'll tell you what. That would turn a lot of fucking beta males into alpha males. I'm telling you that right now. Conscription to the U.S. Huh. Is what? Conscription. That's what they call it there. They do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's a. Uh, yeah, you don't serve, you go to jail. And, and, and that, that, I mean, that's not a bad idea. The only thing I have against that here is because of our, our bureaucracy, our government likes to go all over the place into, you know, wars and die for no reason. Imagine if you, you, you had to do that and, you, you know, well, you did. You got drafted and you go to Vietnam and then you die, You're, you know, and then, you know, your family's like, like a couple of years later, we realized we were there for absolutely no reason at all. Like 60,000 of us died of our people for no reason at all. Um, so with that said, I, I don't think that would be a good idea here in the United States. But if we didn't do that and go all over the place like South Korea doesn't, I think it's a great... I think, we sh I think all males, when they graduate high school, should do at least... Basic training for the military. I think they should have to do basic training. That's what I think. It's interesting. They did give them, the country gives them an exemption if they win a medal at the Olympics. <laughs> so the athletes get exempted if they come back with a medal. And well, there, that's, there's some that's real, motivation. There's some motivation for that's bringing not, back yeah. a medal. Yeah. And then we got, all right, another one. We, this was a little unusual. Mike Rodriguez fought. Uh, da Eun Jung, who's a Korean light heavyweight. And he was like buff and, and, and slim. He didn't look you know fat or anything. He was tall. He was 6'4". Um, um, <clears throat> it's a... Uh, it just looked like... I don't know. I wasn't... I've never it's seen it's a, a Korean that big and, 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 and just... I wasn't expecting him with that knockout power. He's brutal knockout power. I don't even know what he's done in the past, but he knocked out Mike Rodriguez just brutally with just a freaking straight right in the first round. He's like, One who minute. is this guy? Who is this guy? 
but he it was a brutal uh, first round knockout. Um, so that was that fight, and then the one before that um, was these guys didn't look like much going. I saw them warming up and kind of heard about them a little bit. They were talking about didn't look like it was being much of a fight. And the guy's nickname, the Iron Turtle. That's what the Korean guy's nickname was, the Iron Turtle. I'm nothing against that nickname, but that was his nickname. And he fought a guy named uh, Leo Piganging. Who traditionally gives the nickname in MMA? Nobody. Is it different than boxing? Uh, No, it's not. Nobody traditionally gives it to either. I gave my guys the nicknames, but I think maybe the fans do in some, or I don't know who does. But it's up to the fighter to adopt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most fighters have some kind of nickname. Yeah, most do. Most do. Uh, Which one's the Iron Turtle? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, he fought. Uh, yeah, that one. Oh. No, J- he fought. Jun Young Park. Yeah, he fought. Uh, he fought. Power Bar. Yeah, yeah, the Power Bar. Uh, the Power Bar is from Canada. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, he was from Canada, and I don't know. It just he he looked a little soft. The the Korean Turtle. He looked soft physically. But he could fight, man. He was a boxer. You know, he had nice kicks, nice uh, nice wrestling, too. But he was mainly a boxer, and his fucking hands were on fire. Yeah, he, uh, he decisioned uh, um, the power bar. But it, was, it wasn't, uh, it didn't look close at all. He was just all over him. Every, every, at, at every turn, out-wrestled him, out-struck him, out-kicked, out-punched him, out-kicked him. This guy was pretty good. I can't pronounce his name. Jun Yong Park. And they call him the, the Iron Turtle. He was pretty damn good. An 85-pounder, too. You don't see many um, middleweights Koreans either. But he looked a little softer than, um, than uh, uh, Da Jung Jung did. He looked like he was soft, like he was pushing up to make uh, um, middleweight. But he, his conditioning... His conditioning was good. It was a three-rounder, and it was a very active three-rounder, and he threw a lot of stuff. So he won that fight, and he definitely impressed me. The Korean Turtle is someone to watch out for. Uh, the first fight of the, of the main card was, um, it was, a, it was a Korean guy who looked like he was like half Korean, half white. Um, Kyung, Kyung Ho Kang, and he's in the military too. Um, so he, he only fights in Korea. Um, and then he fought a guy from, um, from China. And, but this guy from China trains at Team Alpha Male. And so I expected, I expected, I actually expected the, the, um, the Team Alpha Male guy to win just because he trains at Team Alpha Male. And this guy's in the army. He doesn't, you know, doesn't get out much, you know, but the guy, uh, I think it was a decision. Uh, yeah, it was a decision. It was, yeah. Um, but what was what was weird about it? Um, let me see. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think I mean, it was. It, I think it was just a constant, a constant bra- takedowns um, were were the key key win for this guy, uh, Kyung Ko Kang. He just had he was his takedown. His timing was beautiful because every time the Chinese guy came in on him. He changed his level and shot, and boom, he took him down, and he kept him down. There was, does this say how much time was on the ground? Uh, no. Oh, it doesn't? Like, how much time? Uh, Just so straight. Yeah, he was down on the ground. He, he held him down and did, I mean, you know, 
But let me let me tell you something. On this fight, what's what what uh what um a big takeaway from this fight? This the the Chinese guy had some fucking beautiful elbows. He like posted out and just dropped elbows over and over. And the Korean guy had a brutal cut. I mean, a brutal cut. In fact, I think it was a split decision, if I remember correctly. I actually think one of the, I think one of the uh, judges gave it to the Chinese guy Lou, and I see why. There was a lot of damage. He landed. I mean, a huge number of elbows from the bottom, and like I said, he, you know, he opened up a huge uh, cut on the Korean too. But, uh, but the Korean won. It was a, it was a decision, and I thought he won definitely. But he did get cut, and it showed you can do some damage from the guard. If, if somebody's in your guard, if you're on the bottom, you can do damage. You know, remember Boss Rudin against, uh, against uh, I forget who he fought, but he, he, like, destroyed him from the bottom. The guy was pouring blood on, on Boss Rudin. But, anyway, I'd rather be on top. Don't even say it. I know what you're going to say. That's what she said. Keep it clean. That's what All she right. said. Never mind. Anyway, okay, so that's it for the card. That was it for UFC. What about boxing? You want to talk about boxing at all? Uh, let's just, let's just, we, neither one of us saw that fight. The only well, thing I thought was interesting, so this is the Julio Cesar, Cesar Chavez fight. Um, he's the son of a famous boxer. Do you think that plays into this at all? I think it plays into, in a lot. I mean, but in, in both ways, because it's, it's, it's definitely, a, a, a it's definitely an advantage for him. He has to live up to the dad. And that's not just any boxing champ. That's Julio Cesar Chavez. He's a, he's a Mexican Icon, it's like if you ever see the Mother Mary uh, candles in the in the grocery stores, you know Guadalupe and stuff. Caesar Chavez is equal to that. He's 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 prayed to when they go to bed at night. They pray to Julio Caesar Chavez. I mean, he was probably a god among boxers. Who's a bigger Mexican sports star than him? Is there one? I don't think there was. I don't think there is one. Yeah. So he's he's that level. He's he's like high level. Then his son comes along and his son's a pot pot smoking, no work ethic fucking guy and and he's good though. He has some talent. He has some talent. But he's nothing like his dad. And his dad, every time he watches him fight, you can tell his dad loves him and all, but his dad likes like, "Oh, you fucking prick. Why why you make me look at that. Look what I did for you. I made you grow up rich. I gave you everything." I gave you fucking, you know, I gave you a lifestyle, you know, that, like, no, almost no one can have. And now you're, fu- you're punking out on me like this? So his dad, his son comes, his son missed weight for this fight. Okay, he missed weight. Tell him how much money he lost because He of lost a million dollars because he missed weight. missing weight. But he doesn't give a shit because he's got, his dad is Julio Cesar Chavez. He missed weight, all right, and they had to change venues or something. Well, they ended up at the Talking Stick Arena, which is the old America West Arena in Phoenix. Because my brother's here okay. visiting for Christmas, and so they, he was at the fight. He that's saw the why fight. then they had to change venues because he couldn't pass the pot, the the drug test, or he wouldn't take the drug test. So they had to change venues to an Indian reservation. Talk about sellouts, but okay. Um, Miss Wait wouldn't take the drug test, okay, and then he quits on his stool. What round was it? Fifth. He quits on his stool. You know what? Out of missing weight and then not taking the drug 
drug test. That's bad enough. But quitting on his stool, his his dad must have, he almost exploded. His head probably almost exploded. What a fucking embarrassment to Julio Cesar Chavez. Quitting in your stool. Picture you showed me of his dad. His dad like, just like this when, when it happened. When, when he finally quit, the, the, the camera scanned on his dad. And his dad's like, you fucking embarrassing piece of shit. Oh, that's embarrassing. And then the crowd, of course, is throwing trash and stuff at him as he left. It's really sad, too, for the guy he's fighting. Because the fight turns into being about that. Not about that that guy beat him. It turns into about how the other guy quit. Which I think kind of robs the other boxer that we're not even talking about of, yeah. of his moment. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's no... Um, he's no... Uh, he's no... Um, Roberto Duran. Roberto Duran is one of the greatest boxers that ever lived. The biggest stain on Roberto Duran is he quit in a fight once. He quit in the fight. He said, no mas. Remember? No mas. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's what you remember. Right, no mas. He had a. He says he had terrible stomach cramps. He could barely even stand up, and he was losing the fight. And he looks like he was getting. Uh, he was getting frustrated in the fight because he was fighting Sugar Ray Leonard, and you know, I think he beat Sugar Leonard previously, but this fight he was not winning, and he was losing the fight, and he quit. He quit in the. Well, some fighters look for a way out during the fight too, versus between rounds, right? They kind of let themselves get choked out. Or... Well, in MMA, it's it's a little easier. And, and if you want to get yourself, if you're trying to quit in the middle of a boxing match, you got to get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and it's harder to up. fake that because the punch has to land. Like you can't, the punch has can't go by you, and then you fall, <laughs> and then you act like you're knocked out. You'll get, you'll get, you know, you'll be, you'll be uh, found out real quick. In but MMA, it, you simply stop defending yourself, and, and you, they'll stop the yeah, fight. Yeah, which they should, but they do. Yeah. So, that's embarrassing. Poor Julio Caesar. So do you, what do you, so, couple factors. He grows up, obviously, not having to scrap for money. That's one factor. The, the other factor is he probably grew up, maybe even pushed into boxing in some degree, where he may not have chosen to do that on his own. Who knows? So he may not have the same drive that his dad had, for multiple reasons. You can pick whichever <laughs> one of them you want. But for whatever reason, you, I don't know. Does a fighter... I had this conversation with you. If you have money, can you be as good of a fighter as if you don't? Or if you have a famous father fighter, does that make a difference? Who lives up to their dad? Who lives up to their dad that was a fighter that came along and fought? Does anyone come to mind? Um, uh, I can't think of one. I can't. I can't. Think yeah, of I don't know. I, but, I don't know. Maybe there is one, but yeah, I'm sure there's 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 father sons. Um, I know in MMA and uh, I, I think of some in MMA, um, but yeah, I can't can't really think of one. But um, I don't think the money thing has anything to do with it. I really don't. I I don't think hunger, like when you say you're not hungry, that doesn't have anything to do with being not eating enough, because the poorest people in America are the most obese. So they're not hungry physically. They're they could be hungry for a title, hungry for a good job, hungry to get out of the ghetto, but they're not physically hungry. Hungry, Like I said, the biggest problem with our poor is obesity and problems associated with obesity. So the hunger, the hunger is hunger for the title. And there's rich, 
Dan, Dan uh, Cerrone. I mean, Cerrone's one of the toughest fighters that'll never quit. He's he's one of the hungriest fighters, and the toughest fighters in the whole UFC. He grew up rich. Okay, he never wanted for anything. Carlos Condit, you know, grew up with a, what was his dad was a state senator. He grew up, you know, well to do. So I don't think that matters. Look how tough he is. Um, I think, but in general. Over the course of the history of combat sports, at least a long time ago, it was maybe parts of society that weren't doing as well that ended up fighting. Uh, maybe it's not like that as much anymore, um, but I think that used to have something to do with it. And the other part of it for him is growing up in that environment of your dad being this <coughs> legend. Um, and maybe he just didn't have the same drive. For whatever reason, but yeah, maybe it's not money, but for whatever reason, he doesn't. He's not completely a, his dad, you know. He's uh, his own person. So, I think the fans, though, they come to see a fight. You probably pay for that ticket and go to see that fight because he's his son. Yeah, and, and that name, yeah, but it's the name. But I don't think the hunger has to do with poverty because I think boxing was in poverty and impoverished places, and that's why boxing has always been kind of a poor man's sport. But tennis, people are trying their best in tennis they're they're hungry for that title and they grew up rich i mean tennis was kind of a rich man's sport golf you be hard playing as hard as you want you're hungry for that win you're not getting punched in the face when you're playing golf or tennis <laughs> you're not quitting on the ninth hole but, what does that do? you. but you're still hungry for a title and hungry to get rich yeah but you're not going through the have... same physical pain but what does that have to do to with money why does that have to do with he quit for? this fight because he was in physical pain or just didn't want to go on not because he was having a good time out there right because he's not hungry we're not talking about him he's not hungry for anything he's a, you know he's 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 grown up a rich kid but like i said what about uh, daniel donald donald serrano donald serrano he's not hungry for anything physically but he still goes out there and fights his ass off as hard as any ghetto uh boxer. right and he chose that career right but it wasn't forced on him right okay but i'm talking about like uh poor guys in the ghetto they're not forced to box you know they could do football they could do basketball they could do baseball i mean you can play almost any sport in inner city you know there's even tennis you know courts out there but for some reason boxing has always been a pat poor man's sport for the most part and then, uh, and then tennis has been more of a rich man's sport. I wonder why that is. I don't know, but that guy. The other thing in boxing is you look at that guy's record. He's got a good. He's got a good record. It's like fifty-four <coughs> something. Who? Julio Caesar Chavez yeah, Jr. But boxing has setups. Boxing has tomato cans. If you had that record in MMA, you'd be one of the best ever. When you <laughs> fifty-four and that's, four. That's true, but when you look at a record. You got to look at his opponent's records. I would be willing to bet that a majority of his fifty-four wins are guys that have losing records, like four and twelve records. I bet the average uh, opponent that he fought or beat, if you look at their records and added them all up and did an average, his his opponent's probably records would be like. Uh, four and twelve, four wins and twelve losses. I bet you anything. Well, and that does bring up a point because when a new fighter comes to the UFC and they're five and zero, oh, but they haven't fought in the UFC, I think that five and zero oh doesn't really mean much yet. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean much yet because you don't know how they're gonna comp- because they're gonna throw you to the wolves immediately anyway in the UFC. In the UFC. So it's a very <coughs> different record when you start seeing that. Boxing is a lot different than. Uh, 
MMA, but especially the UFC. Because the UFC, you don't get any gimmies. In, the, in boxing, you do. You get plenty of guys that are... I've seen guys fight guys that are like 0-15. They just fight guys that are, that are opponents. We call them opponents. So they make their money. You know, they don't get really that badly hurt, but they'll like, you know, oh, they'll get knocked out or quit in the corner or whatever to make money. And that's all they can do. So they're opponents. Tomato cans. It's so, like the Harlem Globetrotters playing. Who'd they play? Yeah, yeah. The Washington one. Generals or something. Yeah. <laughs> they always lose. Yeah, those are setups. So that's that. All right. Well, anyway, interesting. Yeah, that's it. There I don't is. know that I'd pay to go see him fight. No. Poor, poor Julio. I'm so sorry. If you're watching this podcast, which you probably are, I'm sorry, Julio Cesar Chavez. I know you love your son, but you are as embarrassed as fuck. Embarrassed as fuck because, because of that. And I'm really sorry. So, you know, I, don't, I don't know what to say. And I'm glad I made this video. I clicked not for children because I've said the F word a few times. Sorry, YouTube. But I did click the no children. This is not for children. On that note, have a Merry Christmas, John. And have a Merry Christmas. And, all right. And all you guys out there, Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming. Thanks for your support. Uh, this is the best podcast ever. Tell your friends about it. We're also on SoundCloud and iTunes. We okay? are. SoundCloud and iTunes, Pitmaster and the Dog. Next right? fight's coming up, John. We got the big, <coughs> oh, the big next fight coming up. I think the next event is... Yeah, McGregor and Cowboy. Cerrone. Yeah, that'll be good. Who's your guys' pick? And if I don't get back to you guys on... on, on uh, on YouTube comments, I'm sorry. I'm terrible on YouTube. I'm really good on Facebook and um, and Instagram. I'm ter and, and and Twitter. Put up a poll on your Instagram I will, on I will. who's gonna win this fight. Okay. We can talk about it. I will. Uh, I got my vote. Okay. Who is it? It's McGregor. Okay. I think he's hungry still. I think he's training like crazy. I think he's gonna look good. And I don't think that has as much to to do with it as the power. The, the natural skill, the natural speed, the natural power he has, and the susceptibility that Cowboy has for all of those. But I, I hopefully, hope Cowboy wins. Hopefully I, McGregor can keep it together and make this, hopefully, get to the ring. I hope Cowboy <laughs> wins. Um, well, I'm not saying who I hope wins. I'm I, saying who I think is going to win. And I'm saying hope, and I'm not even going to say who I think is going to win. But I hope Cowboy wins. All right. Thanks for well, coming, we guys. We will find out. All right, Till next time, John. <laughs>